Welcome back to the Somerville Advice Givers Podcast, where we connect you with the advice you need for when life happens to you. I'm your host, Yaden Smith, and this week I'm excited to have with us Dan Osterhout, who is a business consultant right here in Somerville, and been here for a couple years, transplant from, well, transplant from Pennsylvania mm-hmm. by way of Texas with... Uh, in San Diego. In and, and, and San Diego. <laughs> Uh, Dan works with Cornerstone Consulting here in town, helping businesses flesh out business plans, make sure they know what they're doing. Um, the dude is a master with the spreadsheet. Oh, my goodness. You get you need a spreadsheet done, he's your go-to guy. But, Dan, I, I don't want to steal any of your thunder. You know, share with the audience a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? What were you doing before you got started as a business consultant? Sure. How would you get to where you are? Yes, so I grew up in a small town outside of a smaller town in Pennsylvania. So uh, Reading, Pennsylvania, which is about a hundred, uh, is about fifty miles northwest of Philadelphia. Okay, I'm going to jump in. Is that the same Reading? Is there a railroad that goes through Reading? It is the same. Would it Redding be the railroad? same Reading Railroad that I always pronounced it Reading Railroad yep. on Monopoly? It's the same one. That's the one. Awesome. Okay, sorry to interrupt. Just <laughs> I, I couldn't let that go. That's all right. No, it's it's one of the claims of fame. Very one of the very few. Nice. Um, Reading, Pennsylvania. But my grew up small town. My graduating class in high school, I think, was 150 kids. So Ooh. I think the town, Leesport, Pennsylvania, was maybe a thousand people who lived in it. So small town outside of a small town. Um, but uh, always knew I wanted to explore, move other places, uh, etc. So I ended up going to Penn State, um, majored in aerospace engineering. Um, and was always had the science and math background. Uh, but then, uh, my junior year at Penn state realized I don't want to sit behind a desk, be an engineer my entire life. Mm. So, uh, made the decision at that point to, uh, minor in business management as well. Nice. Um, which ends up being a really, really great kind of helpful if you're, if you're helping businesses. That's right. Uh, but at the time, uh, Julie, my fiance, who I'm sure will talk about her a bit more in a a bit uh gave me a hard time because she just said (laughs) i use it as an excuse to stay in college for one more year but (laughs) it ended up working out really well um so from that point from penn state i ended up uh getting hired uh to a british aerospace company into their uh leadership development program uh moved around um in a few different rotations with them um right after college um from pennsylvania i moved to san diego which Probably every person living in Pennsylvania wants to live in San Diego just because <laughs> of the weather. Uh, but I was fortunate enough to start out there, uh, move there for eight months. Uh, then we moved to Dallas. Um, Julie uh, met her at Penn State uh, as well, and um, we started dating there. She finished up grad school, uh, then moved down to Dallas um, uh, once she finished that up. And nice. then from Dallas, it was a little over two years ago now that. Uh, now you're um, here. Now we're here. Making change happen. Making change happen. That's awesome. So what was it about business consulting that was attractive to you? You know, if you you majored in engineering, you you minored, you know, got the minor in business studies. Mm -hmm. But what was it about, like, I want to help businesses get better? How did that happen? Great question. And you're probably... uh pretty prone or to understanding this story as it, as, as you were, I do have some of the backstory to this question already. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, 
more or less that, that junior year in college, I, I recognize I had a technical background, but I wanted to end up becoming a, more of a business leader and leveraging that technical experience that I had. Um, so then when we moved here, uh, I think it was about a little, uh, almost a year ago now that, um, well, first, how I met you, I think, is a, is a good spot to start. So when we moved here, you were uh, our real estate agent for finding our house. Right. So uh, found us a beautiful house, exactly what we needed in, in White Gables. Uh, and we, you, we connected to you through one of our other friends who had just moved here uh, a couple months before us. So um, obviously, great, great experience. Stayed in touch with you since then. Uh, and then it was about a year ago at a Rotary Club fundraiser um, at the Somerville Country Club started talking with you about um, you wanting to start your own brokerage. So uh, I think from that point, and maybe you can elaborate a bit here, we started meeting uh, meeting up at Montreux weekly uh, after Rotary, just kicking around ideas of what you wanted to do. Uh, and I think we just kind of realized you had all the technical experience and background in real estate. Uh, and then with the experience I'd gotten from uh, my aerospace I role. I could not put a spreadsheet together, <laughs> listeners. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, that's a, your that's exactly how I remember it. Yep. Conversations at Montro, the Rotary, and suddenly it was, oh, Dan has the skill set to walk me through getting this new business off the ground. I have the skill set that the business needs to run, mm-hmm. but I didn't have the skill set to figure out all the projections and the planning. I could give you the data. Mm-hmm. which then you boil down into spreadsheets, which I'm hugely grateful for. They're amazing. Exactly. Well, very good. Yeah. Um, and that, that I think was the, the real key connection for both of us was you had all the technical expertise in your field and I was able to, oh, all this work I've been doing in aerospace, it can apply elsewhere right. outside Project of Project management, and, and manufacturing. analyzation, yeah, all that stuff. It's, so. it's been very helpful. I know, you know, listeners, for me, with my business, that I've launched last year. Been very helpful to have Dan on my team. So I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So let's talk about that for as as you know, everything that you see with project management and with consulting. Mm-hmm. And I know that you've been working with some other businesses since we got started. Mm-hmm. What would you say, you know, some pieces of advice that you could give just the average person mm-hmm. to make their life better? Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll kind of start that with a, a single phrase, and then we'll break that into the, yeah. the pieces of advice. Let's so do it. more or less where I'm trying to focus with uh, the business consulting with uh, the business owners here in Somerville is I think like yourself, most business owners feel like they have to be the one-man band mm-hmm. for their business and do everything oh, sure. themselves. And then so where I can come in is help guide you with your marketing, your financial, and your project strategy. Um, so you can kind of rest easy knowing the rest of your affairs are in order right. and you can take care of the stuff that you do best. Um, and so the more or less the three ways to do that, or at least the pieces of advice I would give, um, is all associated around, um, first and foremost is connecting with people is, mm. is the first piece mm-hmm. of advice. So networking is more of that cliche term that gets thrown around a lot, but, like we mentioned, um, I met you through a, a friend who had a great real estate experience, and then you helped us, and then right. here we are a couple of years later. Uh, you started your own business. And, well, and I remember off. reading in a book called Little Miracles by a guy named Mel Kaufman that most people associate networking with, like you go to a business after hours and you just pass out business cards and try and find clients. Mm-hmm. 
But that's, that's not what networking is about. Networking at its core is the exchange of ideas, connections, or information. Mm-hmm. That's what networking is. Trying exactly. to trying to make those connections. Exactly, and and uh, people and like humans are very hardwired to to build relationships and networks. Yeah, you, you absolutely. Always need people you count on and um, people who have your back, and mm-hmm. so that's definitely the first piece of advice is is um, do that as much as you can and stay in contact with as many people as you can. Build your network. Um, uh, I would say piece of advice number two is all around uh, procrastination is a problem for everyone, <laughs> uh, especially myself included uh, in high school and college, especially I would put all my assignments off till the last minute. I've heard that procrastination is the only quality that pays off right now. That's right. <laughs> Unfortunately, you pay for it tomorrow. So, so the, the piece of advice more or less is um, find ways to motivate yourself and give yourself a deadline. Uh, and, and I found that to be really helpful for me. If I, in particular, if I write things down that I know I want to do, um, that deadline drives me to, I'll procrastinate more or less up into that point of the deadline. But then when I've committed that deadline to myself by writing it down, I know I'm going to get it done. Right. Uh, and that, that's really something that's benefited me and I think helped, um, like in the work that we do together. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's definitely help, helped me. Uh, helping keep, keep you on task for their stuff that's, um, urgent all the time and maybe isn't important, but it's the important stuff that's not urgent. You've got to really hold yourself to. Stay focused on the important stuff that is not crying out every day to get done. Exactly. Yeah. Right on. Uh, Piece of advice three would be to put your priorities first. And um, one key thing I do every morning is one of those important but not urgent things. Um, I try to knock out one of those every day before my day actually gets started. Uh, and a lot of the times I'll, I'll even go for a walk in the morning just to kind of collect my thoughts and get myself together. Cause once the day starts and you start your daily, um, oh, you're workload, it, you're already behind. Yeah. Every, <laughs> everything hits the fan and, and you're not, you're not focused then at that point on getting that, uh, important, but not urgent stuff done. Yep. And really if you can do that right away. I've noticed that it makes me feel a whole lot better at the end of the day, even if the day itself was crazy and terrible and you didn't get anything done. But if you got that one thing done that you know is important that you've been putting off, uh, it really goes a long way for your own personal motivation Mm -hmm. and and how you feel. Yep. Absolutely right. Uh, And I think the last piece of advice uh, I would give would be to um, everyone has specialization or expertise in their own particular field. Um, But, what you also should focus on is trying going back to the networking is surrounding yourself with people who view the world differently than you do. Um, and that's really important for, um, just, it it goes back to one of the reasons why I always wanted to, to leave the town I grew up in and experience new places is you just get a totally different perspective. Um, when you're in contact with people who think differently and have a pin- different opinions than what you do. And it really helps you just keep everything in perspective and uh, help you, helps you make the best decisions in your lo- own life and impact other people's lives. I remember reading the biography or autobiography of, and I can't remember the guy's name, but he was the president or CEO of IBM mm-hmm. back in its heyday when it was just explosive growth, creating the personal computer that era in history and their company motto was think but beyond that he had his phrase he would say if we're all thinking the same 
then we're not thinking. Exactly. If everybody's thinking the same thing, then we're not thinking. You have to have those different perspectives to say, well, what about this? Or I'm not sure about that. Or have you considered this? Or you'll never, you won't expand. Yeah. You just get stuck. Yeah, and it's such a point we're kind of getting to in the world where it's very binary thinking. You either think one thing on, it's just polarized one way or another. No. And you've got to to find that, that, and and also going the other way is too nuanced of thinking that you're such in the detail, always thinking about everything. Mm -hmm. You've got to find that middle ground where um, every opinion uh, is great, but no opinion is probably a hundred percent correct. Right. There's always some right. kind of in between. Um, and that's where if you get those different perspectives from as many people as possible, you'll be able to narrow in on, 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 uh, what's the most true. Yeah. Right on. So I want to jump in a little bit deeper, Dan, because I know part of the consulting you do is specifically related to helping business owners clarify their message. That's right. Where, you know, everyone has a story they're trying to tell. Mm -hmm. And I know, at least for me, I'm really good at what I do in business, but it's been a struggle for me to figure out how to get the story boiled down to its essence that I can communicate it. You know, some would commonly call it like an elevator pitch. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're at a BNI meeting, like your 60-second talk, your little advertisement spiel that you have. Of course... Everybody has their own cliche thing. We do this and provide value and, you know, customer satisfaction, a superior product, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody has their own thing. Mm -hmm. But I've seen the work that you do with helping people clarify their story. So they really tell, tell us about that. Tell Mm -hmm. us about that specific part of your consulting because that's really interesting. Sure. Yeah. And that, that's probably one of the the newest parts for me as well, but it's, it's really a problem. Not only all business owners have, but a lot of people have the same problem too. Oh yeah. They understand what they know so well, whether it's an expertise or whether it's their business or uh, what they're doing. Um, and they try to explain it. They think they're simplifying it to a level <laughs> where people can understand it. I have no idea what those acronyms mean. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know. <laughs> and they, so they think they're um, simplifying it, but they're really still at that like eight out of 10 level. And people are only really going to be able to understand more at like a two out of 10 level. So this was something uh, with my background in engineering, I had a huge problem with doing because I know all this crazy <laughs> technical data, but I can't communicate it effectively to classic engineer. Exactly. Um, so it tying back to when you and I got started too, we were just trading off different podcasts uh, or book ideas, um, unique things like that for us just kind of swapping. Hey, have you listened to this, heard this? And uh, so one of the podcasts we talked about was StoryBrand, um, which is a company that specializes in helping businesses clarify their message. And if you haven't listened to their podcast, um, check that out. They're on highly, all the, highly all the recommended channels. listeners. So good. Mm-hmm. And I would say start at the beginning too, because they've really branched out. I think they probably have about a hundred episodes now. Mm-hmm. But if you start at the first seven, it more or less breaks down how they're assisting businesses to clarify their message using um, seven steps out of a story structure uh, and kind of leveraging the last couple of thousands of years uh, of humans swapping stories. Right. That's, that's, how the, that's how everyone's brain understands We're things. We're wired for story. story. We're wired to understand stories. Exactly. 
And so um, back when we got started, I think last August, we started listening to the Story Brand podcast. Um, I knew I had the financial and the project background from the work I was already doing, uh, but I needed to improve myself as well as um, most businesses need to improve with how to clarify their message. Right. We were bought into that. And then I think I listened to 45 of the Story Brand podcast within a month of <laughs> August. Uh, and then... Uh, probably about two thirds of the way through, I was thinking, man, that would be really great if they could certify people to um, help other businesses clarify their message. And I think it was like two episodes later, it was uh, in the middle of the episode, they were like, are you interested in becoming a story brand certified <laughs> guide? <laughs> when the student is ready, the master will appear. And I was like, yes, absolutely. So um, it was actually, uh, I made the decision at that point. And also one thing I, I kind of left out in the beginning seeing you start your own brokerage um, really did inspire me to start something of my own as well. And um, that marketing story brand piece was kind of the third piece of the puzzle for me. And at that point, I made a decision in September to start a business of my own as well. Uh, and um, I kind of invested more or less in myself to go get the story brand certified guide training. Um, which I went to, uh, they basically fly, uh, well, I flew out to Nashville uh, last December to go through the Story Brand course to certify, uh, become a certified guide. Well and, done, well done. And here we are now, a few months after that, and like you mentioned, been working with uh, other other businesses here in Somerville also, and it's been really great. Well, just from my own, my own experience, it was a few weeks ago when we were going through the, um, what's, what's the process called? The... Uh, Brand script. Brand script. Yeah, the brand script process, going through it step by step, having the ability to flesh all that out in what was an hour? Yeah. It would have taken me all year to do that on my own. Maybe. Yeah. If I would have, you know, created the time mm -hmm. to do it. Amazing process. I'm such a believer in that whole figuring out what your story is and how to communicate it to your audience. So I can't say enough good things about that whole process. And I'm very grateful that uh, we got to work together on that. Well, I'm happy to help. And I think that's, um, it's, it's kind of funny because I could tell when we were going through that session is you had all the information in your head and right. it was as I was uh, asking the right questions and things like that, we were almost pulling it out of your head and putting it it's down like, on oh, the paper. This is the piece that we need to use here. It, it, so, it, was, it was brilliant. It was amazing. And, and just um, for the listeners, kind of the seven parts of the story brand framework. So you have every yeah. story has a character. Um, that character has a desire, something they're going after. Um, then they run into a problem that's keeping them from getting what they want. Mm -hmm. uh, then typically enters a guide or someone who can help give them a plan. Like Yoda. Like Yoda. <laughs> so with Star Wars, Yoda tells Luke Skywalker, go. If you've seen Star Wars, you have Star. seen the movie version of Story Brand. Exactly. I'm just saying, it's right there. And then so when that guide comes in and gives the hero a plan or the character a plan, um, calls him in action, you need to go destroy the Death Star. Um, that's what motivates the hero to go do it. And uh, then that guide helps them avoid all the failures and mm -hmm. ultimately be successful. Mm -hmm. And so that's what the more or less what the story brand marketing framework does is clarifies every business's story. And it's not really the business's story. Um, the character, the hero is really the business's customer. It's the client. 
is the, the client, client is the hero, not the business. And the business is the guide who gives the client a plan on how to be successful. It's so true. So true. Uh, let, you know, listeners, audience, it's, I have fallen in love with the story brand process. Not specifically, one, specifically the building a story brand with Don Miller, that podcast and his book, which I have a copy of, but just this whole idea of how do you tell your story? People love stories. We love stories. That's why we binge on Netflix. Mm-hmm. You know, you find a show you love and you watch all 12 episodes and then wait for the next season. Yep. So it's why you uh, it's why you find a book series you love and it's like oh hey good a whole series that's already been written <laughs> I don't have to wait for the next book to come out next year and then when uh, Stranger Things or a couple of years back Arrested Development mm-hmm. all, all of season four was released on one night and then I was up till five a.m. watching all twelve episodes awesome Dan I, I love I love the story brand process I love the brand script uh, the the work that you've done for me has been hugely valuable we're gonna keep going. All right, so we got we got the final four questions. Very good. Question number one. When you pause from work and you take a break to play, what do you like to do? Uh, so three things in particular. I'm very sports-centric. Um, grew up playing a lot of sports in high school and college. Um, I ended up, I, I played on the club Penn State volleyball team. Um, which volleyball is huge up in Pennsylvania, not as big down here. Dan is also but. like six five, <laughs> so he's he's a great volleyball player. He looks like a volleyball player when you see him. <laughs> Just yeah, super <laughs> gangly and, <laughs> um, but yeah. So volleyball volleyball is a big thing for me, and it's actually how Julie and I met as well. Um, and then so we've we've met a really good group of folks. Um, here in Somerville and in the Charleston area that we play a couple of times a week with. So nice. Um, volleyball is definitely a big aspect of that. Golfing uh, is, is another thing I've picked up in the last couple of years. Uh, again, I'm, I, I hate running. I hate working out. <laughs> so, but I'm, I'm extremely competitive. So sports like volleyball and golf where you're not running for extended periods of time, but it's a couple of just very dynamic motions, and then you stand around for thirty seconds. That's <laughs> that's exactly that's the, that's my kind of sport. Nice. So, uh, but then the third thing is um, traveling to see friends and family. So, all of our um, kind of group of of people, our friends from college, our family, a lot of the families focused up in Pennsylvania. So we travel back there quite a bit, but. Um, a lot of our friends, especially college friends have now moved all around the country and, uh, to California, to Texas, to, we've actually got, um, two of our friends moving over to live in the Netherlands. Um, so wow, people nice. moving all over the place. So we love, um, traveling and we try to take every opportunity we can to see people we care about. Right on. Good for y'all. All right. Final four question. Number two, in the next 12 months, what are you most excited about? Uh, so most excited about, I'll do a, a personal or I'll do a business and then I'll do a personal second. Both and. Um, so on the, on the business side, I think on episode two of the podcast um, with Stephanie Dasher, um, she had mentioned a partnership that she was getting into and that was, that was me. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to um, continuing to work with Stephanie. Um, we've built a couple of websites now for different businesses here in Somerville uh, and we just did a photo shoot for uh, Pence Family Chiropractic as well. So her and I have partnered up on a couple of different things. She's got beautiful design, photography background, uh, and then I've got more or less the website copy and the story brand stuff. Nice. So 
her and I begun working together a lot. And really, we I think both of us want to see um, focus as much as we can on helping Somerville businesses improve the community. Right on. Uh, and we think that's that's kind of the the way to do it. Is if the businesses businesses succeed, the community is going to succeed. So yes, really focused on in the next twelve months, um, continuing that growth in the area. Excellent. Uh, and then the personal thing, uh, really looking forward to is getting married on June twenty third. So <laughs> that's obviously very exciting. Right and, around the corner. And uh, yeah, gonna be here before we know it. Excellent. And well, depending on when the podcast comes out, could be even <laughs> sooner. <laughs> So question number three, final four, number three, what's a parting piece of advice you'd like to share with the audience? A uh, parting piece of advice would be don't take no for an answer, uh, especially if it's something you truly care about. Um, the brain tends to turn off when it hears can't, won't, not possible, mm-hmm. no. Um, so it's when you, when you hear those things in your daily life, if it's something you really want to, um, want to do or want to go for, um, don't take no for an answer. And there's always, uh, probably 95, 99% of the time, there's a solution to whatever problem you have, uh, and, and keep your brain working, keep focusing on figuring out ways to achieve whatever it is you want. And don't let yourself, uh, procrastinate and try to keep yourself to deadlines. So more or less, don't, don't take no for an answer. Final four question. Number four, what's the best way for the audience to get in touch with you, Dan? Uh, well, my last name is Osterhout, so that's going to be quite complicated for most people to spell. We'll just spell it out in the notes. We're going to put it on the show notes. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, you can, just, you can just click on it right there. My, Don't have to spell it. Uh, my phone number, though, is uh, 610-413-1182. Um, so if interested, um, any further advice or questions or business help needed, or if you're just trying to play golf or volleyball, call me up, let me know, and um, we'll make it happen. Uh, also I've got a, a website, which we'll include that in the show notes as well. Um, and, uh, I'm kicking off a business Instagram account too. So that's really oh, nice. What is consult with cornerstone? The website right. is consult with cornerstone.com consult with cornerstone.com. We'll put that in the notes so they can just click on and go right there. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay. Bonus round, not in the packet ahead of time. Mm. Okay, so life is is hugely hectic, and the answer to this can literally be anything. Mm -hmm. All options are open. But with everything you have going on, relationships, work, starting this new business, what is saving your life right now? Um, I'd definitely say Julie and my family. So Mm -hmm. Julie really, uh, she keeps me in check a lot of time too, and... um, uh, really means the world to me, and um, I know you've met her, and uh, but yeah, means more than everything, and and relationships in general. But Julie, for sure, we've we've come so far. When we started, uh, um, when we started dating at Penn State, I think we were dating for about two weeks. Then she left for grad school, and we were long distance for the next two years. So oh. we we knew each other a bit before yeah. that, but. Uh, the first two years of our relationship, we were long distance and I was on the West coast. She was in Pennsylvania. So we've really come through a lot and long distance and multiple uh, time zones and multiple time zones, which, which that, that was a bigger deal than, <laughs> yeah. than you might think. No, no. I, yeah, um, I've, I've been there. Yeah. So multiple time zones is a big deal. Totally different parts of your day. Things. It's really tough. There's maybe only a couple hours a day. You can even talk to each other. So, 
um, come a long way and really excited uh, June 23rd for our wedding up in Pennsylvania. Man, congratulations. That's fantastic. Awesome. Dan, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be with us today. Listeners, again, we've had Dan Osterhout with Cornerstone Consulting right here in Somerville as our guest this week on Somerville Advice Givers Podcast. And this is where we connect you with advice you need for when life happens. I'm your host, Yadon Smith. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. We'll see you then. Thanks very much. <laughs>